Hello and welcome to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles, and I welcome you back. appreciate so much you taking out your time uh, to spend with me as we strive to work through the book of Psalms. I've really enjoyed this season. Uh, it's been a blessing and a joy for me to be spending time in the Psalms each day. And I do hope and pray that it's been helpful and beneficial for you. Today we come to Psalm 123, as we are recording episode 17 of the Weathering the Storm podcast. This is season four on the Scattered Broad Network. And so very, very grateful to be on this network. Appreciate so much all of you who listen not only to this podcast, but all the podcasts on the network. Uh, You can find us on Facebook, and on YouTube, Instagram. You can email us at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. And again, we just appreciate so much your support. Uh, in this effort. When we come to Psalm 123, we're looking at one of the shortest psalms uh, that we have. In fact, it only has four verses. And so I did a little bit of research to see which psalms were shorter. Psalm 117 is the shortest. It only has two verses, only 30 words. Psalms 131, 133, and 134 only have three verses. And so, again, when you come to this psalm, Psalm 123, it only has four. And you may be wondering, okay, well, why are we studying this one? How how are we going to be able to pull out enough from these four verses? You know, that can help us weather the storm. And my answer to that would be that every word of God, uh, everything that we have in the word of God, every single word uh, can help us. You know, one of the shortest passages in all the New Testament is Jesus wept. We talk about drawing something out. Uh, there we have the, the twofold uh, person of Jesus, of course, when you think about his deity and his humanity. He's 100% deity, 100% God, and 100% man. And so you have both of those elements in one. And it's amazing to think about the word who took on flesh, John one fourteen. What about the words pray without ceasing? And that's only three words. But wow, how how powerful is that impact when you think about that so again yes this is only small and that it's only you know four verses long but i do believe that this is a psalm that can help us weather the storm we notice in this text there are several words and phrases that are repeated and so we're going to read this in just a second and when we do i want you to look for some of those key words then i'll go back through and point out a few that jump out to me but one thing that we notice about this is it a song of ascents And you remember in our last episode, Psalm 121, we spent a little bit of time talking about what that means. And it's carrying this idea of having an upward perspective when you go through trials. So let's read this together. Psalm 123. Unto you I lift up my eyes, O you who dwell in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their masters, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God. Till he has mercy on us. Have mercy on us, O Lord, have mercy on us, for we are exceedingly filled with contempt. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorn of those who are at ease, with the contempt of the proud. Again, that is the extent of Psalm 123, only those four verses, but there's a lot of material here as we think about it. I mentioned the several words and phrases that are repeated. We notice the word eyes is found four times. Mercy. It's found three times. Exceedingly filled is found twice. And the word contempt 
is found twice. So a lot packed in when you think about what the psalmist is going through and how we can apply this to our lives in hopes of weathering the storm. What we have in Psalm 123 is a prayer for relief. I want to give you two points as we kind of outline this text. Number one, looking to God with the eyes of faith. That's verses one and two. And then number two, depending on God for mercy and relief. And that's verses three through four. So a very simple breakdown, a very simple outline for a very simple psalm. And yet the implications are very profound and can hopefully help us. So let's look about this first point here. Looking to God with the eyes of faith, verses 1 and 2. First, notice with me the direction. Unto you I lift up my eyes. In our last episode, we spent a lot of time talking about our aim. Looking up, the psalmist says, I will look under the hills from whence comes my help. Our help comes from from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And so here his direction is lifting up the eyes. I'm looking up. So again, Psalm 121, 1 and 2. We also find this in Psalm 141 in verse 8. Looking up. Second, notice the word habitation. O you who dwell in the heavens. Psalm 2, 4, 11, 4, and 115, 3. It all references our God dwelling in the heavens. And because of his habitation, we know that his rule is fixed, firm, and final. For the Waycaster pointed out, your throne is forever established. Your word is forever settled in heaven. Psalm 119.89. And so when you think about looking unto God with the eyes of faith, you look in the right direction. You're looking up to the habitation of God. But then number three, there is the fixation. I love the language that is found here. And I want to bring a point out to you in just a moment. But the fixation, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their masters, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God. Psalm 25, 15 carries this same sentiment. I want you to go back with me in your minds to a time when servants would look to their master's hands for direction. If you had the master who was sitting at the table, for example, and he were to raise his hand. The moment he did that, the servant would go and tend to them. And so the servant was constantly looking at the hand of the master. And the same with a a mistress and the maid. They are looking constantly at the hand. As soon as they see movement, they act. Think about what that means, spiritually speaking. Here the psalmist says, my eyes are fixed on you. I want us to leave this psalm for just a moment and go to the New Testament to Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, beginning there in verse 35. I want you to notice the language kind of picking up what we're discussing. Let your waist be girded and your laps burning, and you yourselves be like men, notice, who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. Surely I say to you, He will gird himself and have them sit down to eat and will come and serve them. If he should come in the second watch or come in the third watch and find them so blessed are those servants. But know this, if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready. The Son of Man is coming in an hour 
you do not expect. That's so powerful to think about that language. Notice the servants' eyes are fixed, and so they're ready to move. Jesus said, blessed are those servants. That when he comes, he's going to find them so doing. And so continuing in that text there in Luke chapter 12, you notice the, the importance of keeping your eyes fixed on the master and being ready, being ready to serve and being all about doing the master's will. So when he comes, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And so here you're looking to God with the eyes of faith. There's a direction, the habitation, and the fixation. So as we think about what a servant looks to the master for, what comes to your mind? We, of course, talk about direction, noticing what to do. But think about how dependent the servant is upon the master. And we'll suggest three things. The servant looks to the master for provision, for protection, and for instruction. This is July the 31st when I'm recording this. And this morning I preached a sermon entitled, I am the Good Shepherd. And I was emphasizing Jesus, of course, as the, as the good shepherd, as he mentions there in John chapter 10. And we spent some time talking about shepherds and how shepherds are used in Scripture. I think about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the children of Israel. They all shared that occupation. Moses uh, was a shepherd. I think about David. I think about Amos and others. And we spent some time thinking about the importance of shepherds. Ezekiel 34, for example, you know the, the leaders of God's people were not doing what they were supposed to be doing. They were not feeding the flock. They were feeding themselves. They were not tending to the sheep. And so God, of course, says, I'm going to have one shepherd over one flock. And so Jesus picks up on that there in John chapter 10. But we talked about elders, shepherds in the Lord's church, how they are to provide, protect, and instruct the sheep. Well, that's what we think about here when we look to the Lord. The servant's looking to the master for provision. You know, if he's going to eat that day, if he's going to have what he needs, he's dependent on the master. If he's going to have protection from those on the outside, he's going to look to the master. And if he's in need of instruction as to what to do and when to do it, he looks to the master. You know, you and I, as, as followers of, of Jesus, we are to do the same thing. We are dependent upon our master, the Lord, for provision, protection, and instruction. So as servants of God, we look to the higher source, and we do so with the eyes of faith. Again, that's verses 1 and 2 of Psalm 123. With our time remaining, let's look at verses 3 and 4. Depending on God for mercy and relief. We notice the word mercy three times found there in verses 2 and 3. And the word here in the Hebrew for mercy means to bend or stoop in kindness to an inferior. Think about that language, to bend or to stoop. You know, God condescends to man. He is dwelling high in the heavens, and yet he is mindful of man. David would ask that question, of course, in Psalm 8. What is man that you're mindful of him with all that God is doing? So we think about mercy. Let's ask the question, why the need for mercy? Well, the psalmist says, we are exceedingly filled with contempt. The phrase exceedingly filled means saturated. No more room. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorn of those who are at ease. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the contempt of the proud. When you think of the, those words in that language, contempt and scorn is equivalent to scoffing, which is mockery. 
I'm going to give you an example, one from the Old, one from the New Testament. In the Old Testament, consider Samballat, Tobiah, and Gershom. We read about them, of course, in the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah 2, 17-20, Nehemiah 4, 1-9. What were they doing? They were trying to make Nehemiah and the other faithful men, trying to make their lives miserable. And they were trying to come and to question what they were doing, their motives, you know, and what they were trying to do in rebuilding the wall. And so here we have these individuals who are trying to derail what these good men are trying to do. So you think about that from the example of scoffing or mockery. They're mocking them for what the good that they're trying to do. But then in the New Testament, consider those who mock Christianity. They mock the resurrection of Christ. They mock you know, the idea that Jesus is coming back, the fact that He is coming back. Peter alludes to this, 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. You know, there are those who say, where is the sign of His coming? Where is He? You know, you've been waiting for Him, and, and He's talked about coming back. Where is He? There's this mocking that is going on. You know, you and I, we, we face that in our world today, don't we? Unfortunately, you know, we face a lot of mocking. It's almost as if when you stand up for what is right, you know, you, you are against what society is really trying to push. And if you say, well, wait a minute, what what they're trying to show right here and what they're trying to pr- pr- promote and produce, that's contrary to God's Word. That's contrary to what's right. Well, then you're an outcast. You know, and you, you need to be silenced. And it's so sad, but that's exactly where we are. So what do we do when that's the kind of storm that we face? Well, like the psalmist says here, we look to God with the eyes of faith. We look in the right direction, look to the right source. But then we depend on Him for mercy and relief. We can pray to God for relief, for mercy, and the faith needed to stand strong for what is right. You know, it's not easy to stand up for what's right. It's not easy when, you know, you you may have family members who are against you. You may have friends, that, lifelong friends that you've had, and maybe they stand against you because of the decisions that you make. And maybe you don't get invited to certain things anymore. Listen, if you're doing that for the cause of Christ, that's okay. You know, if you suffer as a Christian, glorify God. First Peter 4.12 But when we think about depending on God, we look to Him, we depend on Him. When we find ourselves in a storm of contempt, in a storm of mockery, when people are mocking us for what we're striving to do, look to God and He'll provide that relief for you. And so as we close this episode out today, I just want us to ask this simple question. How does this psalm help us weather the storm? What what one reason could we bring out that could help us? And it's this. Psalm 123 reminds us that we need to keep moving forward. You know, everything in this psalm is looking up. It's looking toward God. And those are really the two points that we brought out. Looking to God with the eyes of faith and depending on God for mercy and relief. Looking up unto Him, not looking down, not looking around us, not looking behind us, but looking up. And this is definitely a storm that we face. And in our world today, in 2022, this is something that we see on a daily basis. We see it on the news. We see it in the schools. We see it all around us. Those of us who are striving to live godly in Christ Jesus, you know, we see the persecution and we see uh, the, the mocking and the ridicule. Well, thankfully, it's not the kind of persecution they faced in the first century, and I wouldn't dare try to compare the two. 
But when you consider what takes place with us today and us striving through the right thing, there's a lot of wickedness and ungodliness around us, and that can bring us down. That can be a storm. But we can weather that storm by looking unto God, looking to Him with the eyes of faith and depending on Him for mercy and relief that we need in those times. And so I thank you so much for spending some time with me today as we think about this psalm, Psalm 123, and we think about depending on Him for mercy, for relief, for direction, for for understanding when we go through these difficult times. Let's have our eyes fixed on God like the servants on the hands or to the hand of their masters that we can look and that we can remember why we do what we do, remember who we are, and remember whose we are. That will certainly help us to weather the storm. Again, I thank you so much for listening. May God bless you. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.